Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's the 10th of November already. I'm Brendan McClenahan, your host of the Bible Reading Plan podcast, and I'm here with my formidable guest, inimitable guest, Jesse Like. Hello, Jesse. Well, hello. Um, Jesse, what's your middle name? It is David. Jesse David Like. But remember, it's David, son of Jesse, not Jesse, son of David. Oh, I see. I see what you're doing there. Very interesting. I don't think my parents knew that, or not that they didn't know it, but that wasn't, I don't think, the reason they picked that David. Wasn't intent. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it had anything to do with King David. I should probably ask. I don't know where my middle name comes from. <laughs> um, hey, Jesse, you are director of youth ministry, student ministry at Victory Point. Yes, that's true. Um, you are not, that's not the only thing that you do. It is not, no. Um, can you fill people in who may not be aware what else you do with your time? Oh man, that's, that's like a, I could, I could go on for a little bit on there, but, um, no, in terms of like occupationally, um, I, I work with Victor Point with the students, um, on a part-time basis. And then I also work for Kids Hope USA on a part-time basis and, um, primarily, focused on their web presence, um, their training platforms through the internet and their database. So I'm kind of their tech guy Mm -hmm. Um, and helping develop systems with them um, that utilize those technological things to um, build more partnerships with churches, more effectively train and communicate mentors, um, share the stories of what God's doing through Kids Hope. um, And uh, yeah, and kind of take away headaches when I can too for people that aren't as tech savvy, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a role that I, it really gives me life. I really love, um, the the kind of the balance between some independent work where I get to like tangibly do and work on things. Like I enjoy that problem solve, think systematically. Um, but I'm sold into the mission and the vision of, of one parent or one adult mentoring and caring for one student in a public school, um, and investing in their life over the long haul uh, with the purpose of showing them the love of Jesus through the way they live. Like I'm, I'm in on that. Um, so it really brings a lot of meaning to even the mundane parts of it for me. Yeah. So you and Brenda are, uh, are on, on, uh, two different teams together now. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also are doing cross country. Yeah, I'm just, so this past week, I just wrapped up um, coaching cross country at West Idle High School. So I was the assistant coach. Um, and yeah, it was a super, super fun season. Great opportunity to just connect with um, high school students on a consistent basis in their world, um, which around something that I really enjoy. It's just this uh, it's something I've learned over the years is like, I think some of the best ministry opportunities or, or mission-minded living comes from pairing like a place where you can be around people that 
may or may not be Christians around something that you both enjoy and have common interest in. Yeah. Um, because there's a natural kind of incubator for a relationship there. And, and most often um, ministry grows out of relationship. Um, and so, yeah, it's been such a joy to, to be able to just enjoy the running aspects, but I, I feel also just super invested in these kids' lives, which is a huge joy. You make it sound so stinking simple the way you just explained that. I love it. It's just like, well, I like doing this. There are people who may or may not know Jesus who also like doing this. So let's do it together. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. And you share life with people. I mean, we've unfortunately had to deal with multiple tragedies in in students and faculty's families and, and things like that. And you're in people's lives and it, as you build relationships, it gives you an opportunity to just care for them out of your own experience of God's care for you. Um, and so my hope is that that can be an opportunity to share the gospel over time, whether it be in deed for sure, but hopefully in word at times too. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, and then your wife, Katie. Yep. Sewing quilts day in and day out. Well, she doesn't, she quilts them. She's the service provider. She's so sewing she, with a big machine and the things true. that she's sewing are quilts. That's but true. You call that quilting, not sewing. Correct. Yes. Um, and if you listen very carefully, if we're both quiet, you might be able to hear the machine going in the background because she is currently quilting. Awesome. Can't hear it at all. Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> not everything comes through. Well, that's great. But, cool. Just a little, yeah, that's a little uh, refresher. About, a little about our life. For uh, people who are here to also, yeah, also read Psalm, um, Psalm 123 today, right? Oh, is that what we're doing here? I thought we were just catching up. <laughs> all right, awesome. So I think you gave me all the names yesterday, so you should read this one. Uh, all right. I'll read, yeah, the, the four verses with no hard words uh, is what I'll take. Um, so Psalm 123 is what we're um, going to be diving into this morning. So I'll read it and then we'll reflect on it together. Here's how it goes. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are at ease of the contempt of the proud. So Jesse, as I read that out, is there anything that just immediately is grabbing your attention? I think two things that jumped to me out of this passage is one is just the first verse of like lifting our eyes to God being enthroned. Um, there's something in my heart that just delights in the idea of like just understanding God as king. Mm -hmm. And we don't have kings anymore, but we've just been coming through a, a presidential election where we're thinking about a new leader. And um, I think it's pretty fair to say it's been a lot of division. It's been very contentious. It hasn't been a very happy or like, like it's been a really painful experience. Um, and I think you can say that for whichever candidate you prefer, um, that it's been a, a rough experience, probably. Um, but when I think about this, I think about a good, loving, faithful, just God enthroned in heaven, and it just brings my heart joy. 
mm-hmm. to be reminded that my citizenship is primarily as a citizen in God's kingdom. That is, that is primarily what my life is about. And so I can take all that other stuff and yes, there's importance to it, but I can hold it loosely in a way rather than gripping onto it for like security or stability or, um, mm-hmm. I don't have to hold on to it for those things. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that jumps out to me. Um, and then the second thing is, is verse three, which is this verse of lament and confession. Um, and this is a rhythm that I found um, like this have mercy and just really dwelling in that place of lament and um, confession is a place where I encounter God. Um, and like we've spent some time even with the students going through some liturgy of confession at times. And um, I just think it's a place of like reminding ourselves of God's authority of his kingship, of his Lordship of the fact that we should have some fear of who he is. Um, But then also that it's a really intimate personal thing um, and that we can confess and lament and, dwell with him. So those are the two kind of paralleling things I think that um, are getting my attention. How about you? Yeah. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Um, That is, you're right, it's a verse of lament, of saying things suck, and uh, just letting that just sit in God's lap. It's not, um, it's not a sugarcoating it for God. It's not like softening the blow for God. It's just saying, we've had enough. Have mercy on us. Um, our soul has had more than it's filled of scorn for the ones who are at ease of contempt of the proud. Just sitting in it. And I love that. They totally trust, whoever wrote this totally trusts God that, um, that God can handle it. And I love that. Um, what, what grabbed my attention was uh, mistress. And I immediately thought of Deborah. And I thought, as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord of God until he has mercy upon us. So held in connection to Judges 4, mm-hmm. that, that begins to sound less like a, you know, an example or metaphor and more like an example, you know, of being like, actually there is a mistress, her name is Deborah, and we were all looking to her for help. And, um, and God had mercy upon us by, you know, through her leadership. So, uh, you know, there's, there's the role of lamenting. And when we're in trouble, being willing to cry out to God and say, rescue us, save us, we can't get out on our own. We need your mercy, we need your salvation, we need your rescue, um, because we've gotten ourselves in a mess. But then there's also the role of being in a place of authority, which all of us are um, because of the Holy Spirit. All of us have an inheritance and have authority in the kingdom of God to rule and reign in the name of Jesus. And so when we hear voices crying out, when, you know, when people are looking for help and looking for um, salvation and looking for rescue, we have a role to play in proclaiming the good news of Jesus, in stepping in and being part of the work God wants to do for people, um, and helping 
um, being part of the rescue God wants to uh, do in people's lives. So um, there's the role of crying out and lamenting. And I think there's also the role of um, being a good judge and a good um, leader like Deborah was in stepping in and um, helping. So um, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking of just like how, like I was, basically I was imagining the people who were captured by what's his name? Jabin. 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 Yeah. The people who were captured by Jabin, King Jabin. I'm imagining them reading this, you know, uh, we've had more than enough of contempt. We've had more than our fill of scorn of those who are at ease of the contempt of the proud. Like we're in captivity here. We need someone to rescue us. We need God to have mercy upon us. And Deborah steps up and, um, and is the mouthpiece of God by commanding armies to go rescue the people of God. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I like, I like taking these Psalms and trying to imagine who would be saying them throughout history, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, they're written by the same people we're reading about before, like the same tribes and they're coming out of the same stories and the same narratives, uh, mm-hmm. cultural narratives. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. those connections kind of come alive when you read them next to each other. Yeah. So today um, let's all just pause and think about um, something that's worth lamenting today, you know, whether um, you know, you're lamenting something about your job, something about your family, something about your health, something about our nation or about our world. Um, the way the news cycle is going these days, we're recording this, you know, on Thursday before you hear this. And uh, all kinds of things could have happened between now and when the podcast ends. There's plenty of things to lament. And what would it look like to say um, about those things? Have mercy upon us, Lord. Have mercy upon us. We have had more than enough of contempt. You know, what would it look like to to just leave that in God's lap and trust him with it rather than trying to um, wrap it up into a, um, a pretty looking prayer with a bow on top. Um, just leave it in God's lap and um, lament. That could be one uh, response to this passage is to lament with the Psalm around the things in your life that you're lamenting. Um, and then see what freedom that brings you, you know, just to, to let it go um, and, or not let it go, but just to, to more fully experience it with God. Um, it could be a powerful experience. Um, with that, everyone, we will catch back up with you tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, which is Zephaniah. Man, we're getting some interesting books this week. Um, so Zephaniah 1, verse 7, and then 12 through 18. Um, so we will be back with you then. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.